Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yep. I'm calling on behalf of Charles Reader. Yep. Do you have that file number handy? Let me give that to you if you don't. Go ahead. KS and Kite 513-930 for future reference. Okay. Now, um. Go ahead with the uh, last four. I'm sorry. Go ahead with the last four. 0491. Okay, let me go ahead and give you my disclosure. This is for Palisades Acquisitions. The current balance showing up is 1911.15. Once again, my name is Mr. Terranova. I'm a paralegal with this law office. Go ahead, sir. Okay. Now, um, the other day I was uh, speaking with uh, with you guys, somebody else, and uh, they, they basically yes. would not let me speak for him. Uh, and he's sitting right there saying, I want Vince to speak for me. And they, the, the guy is ignoring that and asking him more questions. And then I guess called him back again and then asked him to uh, fax a bank statement. Did you guys get the bank statement? We did. Yes, correct. We also got your agreement to, to represent him in whatever form. Right. I, I'm, not representing. I'm not representing. I'm just a law counsel and I'm speaking on you're his speaking behalf. On, he's, you're speaking on his behalf, yes. There you go. Okay, so now what I need to do is find out, first of all, you guys got him to mail you that bank statement. Um, I want to know if you're releasing the funds. Well, the attorney here is reviewing this matter, sir. Okay. Um, all right. Here, One of the partners of the firm is reviewing this. All right, well, then I need to ask a couple of questions then first. Um, what attempts did you make to verify this debt? What attempts did we make to verify this debt? This was a judgment rendered against uh, Mr. Reeder since 2001, Prince George's District Court in the state of Maryland, sir. Okay. And, You're in Colorado, and, correct? So am I, am I, am I correct? Yes. Yeah. Colorado, correct? I'm yeah, in Colorado, Colorado, yes. Okay. So am I correct in, in uh, assuming that you made no attempt to verify the debt and just basically assumed that it was a valid debt because there was a court judgment? When it goes to court, sir, the judge rules one way or another, and the judge ruled that this was a valid debt in the form of a judgment. Okay. So in answer to your question, we abided by the court's decision that it is a valid judgment. That is correct. Okay, so you guys made, made no independent uh, attempts whatsoever on your own behalf to verify the debt. You just basically are taking the word of the judge. Well, repeat that again, exactly. You, you guys what, made what exactly? no attempts to verify this on your own. All you're doing is, is taking the word of the judge. I'm not sure what you're trying to get at, sir. It's a, a judgment is a valid is a determination by the courts that this is a valid debt. Okay. Yes. Let me ask. Let me rephrase the question then. Did you make any uh, any other attempts to verify this debt, uh, or did you such, just, a, such as such as such as anything any any attempts to verify the debt other than just accepting that it was a valid debt because there, it was be, a court there would be no need there would be no need for that, sir. The judgment is valid and it's also renewable. 
Okay. Judgments so, are renewable. Okay, so I think uh, I have the answer to my question. The question, the answer is no. Okay, so now, uh, what attempts did you make to contact Charles Reeder uh, before you uh, before you uh, attached his bank account? Hello. What what attempts? Yeah, I, I'm I'm listening to your question. What was the? I'm, so I'm trying to figure how to figure how to answer that. You're asking me what attempts did we make? What attempts did you make to contact Charles Reeder before you sent the uh, wage garnishment? Okay, if, if you let me interject, I'll answer that. Are you going to let me answer? You just asked me to ask you the question again. Go ahead, man. An initial demand letter was sent to uh, Mr. Reeder back on December 28, 2009. December 28th, 2008, 2009. And what was the, was, uh, what was the address? Aquasco, Maryland, Maryland address, okay. 20709 Aquasco Road. Okay, and you sent it to the Aquasco Road address. Yeah, that's correct. December okay. 28th, 2009. Um, as of, I have the credit report printout. And uh, his address had been changed as of 2010. So you made one December 28th, 2009 uh, attempt to contact him about the debt. Did you make any other attempts? He contacted us on May the 3rd, 2010. Spoke to my colleague here. May the 3rd, 2010. And he spoke to your colleagues. That's right. He updated. He updated the address, and then he called back the same day. It was May third of 2010. Okay, and he what was? He, only afford, he, he said he could only afford fifty dollars a month. Okay, so what was the? Uh, what he? You're saying that he he agreed that it was a valid debt. He offered to make payments. So, however you want to, however you want to uh, rationalize that, yes. Charles. I, don't people, I don't think people agree to make fifty dollars a month payments if they don't feel it's a valid debt. Would you wouldn't you consider that also the same there? Uh, no, I would work? not. No, I would not. Uh, so you would pay a debt. You would pay a debt for fifty dollars a month, even if you. Are you going to let me now. finish answering the question? Or you're going to interrupt okay, halfway through my answer. Just, just, just asking. Go ahead. You asked me a question, okay? I would allow. I would expect you to finish. Allow me to finish answering the question before you interrupt me, okay? Charles is 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 not well versed in the law at all does not understand any of this okay he he's he's just a, a, a very simple man all right and he helps out a lot of people by the way um Fair but I, so so no the answer to your question is no i do not think it would be a valid debt he just understood that somebody was threatening his his pension uh uh money and you know decided that maybe if he offered you guys 50 bucks a month he could still get his pension um he he, he doesn't understand all this stuff he doesn't understand how it works and that's why he's uh, you know uh, uh, you know asked me to help him out so basically there's only one attempt that you guys made to contact him december 28 2009 at the quasco road address and then may 3rd of 2010 you're saying charlie called twice right uh he called it that's correct twice all right. That's so he, called, he called the first time. What was this? What was the subject of the first phone call? Well, we had to update the address. For some reason, uh, when the, my colleague was uh, updating the information, 
the call got disconnected, and he called right back. He called back four minutes later. Okay. And then basically you you said what to him? What What is it that you said to him that made him offer you $50 a month? The notes reflect uh, he said he was he, he he contacted us back stating that he wanted he was paying other things and he can only afford fifty dollars a month and he couldn't start till the following month which would have been June I presume of two thousand and ten. What was the result of that offer? Well, unfortunately, there was a garnishment in place prior to his call, so uh, they confessed that they were holding one hundred and ten dollars and six one hundred six dollars and eighteen cents. What do you mean they're holding? Who who's they? The bank, M and T Bank. Okay. Said they were holding one hundred six dollars and eighteen cents. Okay. Now, um, I so so so, and, and there's no other attempts that you made to contact him other than in two thousand nine, right? We received the case from a prior attorney that actually went bankrupt around that time, in December of '09. The original attorney that entered the judgment against him was a firm called Walpoth and Abramson. They folded in December of 2009. Okay. We inherited the case after that. All right. And uh, just just to let you know, man, um, this guy's a veteran. Uh, there's uh, – okay, so now – okay, so September 21st, 2015, a writ of garnishment of property other than wages was served against Charles on – yeah, that's a bank attachment. Yeah, that's a bank attachment. That's the when the bank attachment happened. So what I'm curious about is that December 28th, 2009, you guys made an attempt to contact him. May 3rd, 2010, he made an attempt to contact you. You're saying and he was they, making payments, sir. Yeah, he was making payments too. He was making he payments. He was making payments. Absolutely, he was paying $25 a month money with money orders every couple. Yeah, you know, every couple weeks actually, he was paying $25. And he paid all the way through 2009, 2000, okay, actually 2010, 2011. He kept paying. Let's see when did this end? All the way through 2011, he and then started in 2012. Let's look over this, and then keep, keep going through. You're saying he made $25 a month payments for like three or four years. About two years. Yep, about two years worth. Mm-hmm. 2011, 2012. I'm looking at. Let's see. Well, that's that's good. Actually, early of thirteen, it ended, sir. Okay. All right. That's oh, all. Sorry. Hold on. Uh, I'm. I stand. Stand corrected here. Uh, actually, in 2013, he continued making payments. Twenty-five dollars. One moment. All the way through. Let's take a look at this. All the way through. I'm um, through December. Actually, even in four. So actually, from eleven. 12, 13, and then even in through the through the year of 2014, sir, he kept paying. There we go. Okay. And then, so, it, and then it stopped. Then it stopped. All right. Now, um, so then you did a wage garnishment on September 21st, bank, 2015. Bank, atta- bank attachment, sir. Yeah, bank attachment. Okay. Uh, all right. Now, it, it says other than wages. In our, in your, are you aware that, right. it, that it's a law that you cannot garnish uh, wages if, if, if it's a pension, stuff like that? We are we are we are aware it's exempt funds. We we wouldn't have we wouldn't have known at that time that that was what was consisting in his bank account. Okay, that's we the never only thing that's going into that bank account is pension payments. That's the only. We thing. wouldn't know that. We wouldn't know that, sir. We're we're, we're not we don't we don't guess like that. We, okay. we don't we don't we don't make that term. We don't. 
We don't know. All right, I, I've called the They're bank. using the authority for the judgment to enforce the judgment to attach assets, which we are legally allowed to do. Okay, uh, but you're not legally allowed to attach wages. Okay, if the bank confesses that the funds are exempt, they are, or they should be aware that they can't hold that. I tried to contact them uh, a couple of times, and they said that they can hold it. Well, that's something I'm not aware of. Okay. Well, I mean, it's you guys that are initiating this. You guys are the, you know, AKA attorneys that are supposed to know the law, and it's you guys that are sending in this 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 document. And then when they okay. uh, improperly enforce it. And it's got to be on you guys. That's why it's being reviewed by the attorney, Mr. Edwards. I'm That's sorry? why it's being reviewed. That's why it's being reviewed by one of the partners in our firm. It's okay. being. It was turned over to Mr. Collins. And how long is that going to take to review? It should be a simple, uh, uh, cut and dry deal. You look at the bank statement. You see it's only pension payments, and then you release the funds. I I, I would agree to that. I would I would agree. To that, but unfortunately, I'm not sure why they're holding it. Okay, if so, they are yeah. exempt funds and they're completely exempt funds, right. unless the monies are ming unless the monies are mingled, yeah. which would be a whole nother ball of wax. All right, so what I need from you guys, okay, is I need you to immediately, as soon as you hang up this phone, get somebody to call the bank and release the funds, okay? Otherwise, we're going to court. All right. Okay, sir. And, and I don't want to have to do that. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't respond too well to threats. So well, again, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. How am I? How did I just threaten you? You are demanding that I adhere to what you're asking me to do. I don't call the shots around. I'm not sir. demanding anything. Sir, I'm not demanding Mr. anything. Mr. Collins. Let, let me let Mr. me rephrase the so-called threat that you just said that I said. Guys, I want to hear real clear. Okay. You, you are demanding as, as as soon as I get off the phone here. I heard you loud and clear. That's right. As soon as I get off the phone here, mm -hmm. I have to contact M&T Bank to get this account released. Mm -hmm. And okay? what is your what is your what is your uh, your name and and. Uh, and I work for Mr. Philip J. Collins. And what, what, he, is, what is your name and Barnum? He tells me what to do. I don't tell him what to do, sir. Okay. okay. Listen, man, I, it's amazing, you know, because uh, you guys can turn around and tell us, the people, that we're going to sue you, and that's not a threat. And then when I just say we're going to be in court, you consider that a threat. I can't answer for M&T Bank holding Mr. Uh, Reader's funds that are supposedly exempt. They should know better not to be holding exempt funds. Right. You're absolutely right, but they but, don't. And so, therefore, you've initiated this, okay? I've now contacted you. You've admitted right here on this recording that they, uh, that they cannot hold. No, normally, if it consists of funds that are solely exempt, yes. You know that and I know that. Don't try to trip me. Trip I'm me not up. trying to trip you or anything. All I'm saying is is you've already now admitted that they're not attachable, okay? Now, if they're solely exempt funds, that would be correct. Okay, I'm telling you they are. It's a, it's, they are pension payments, sir. Okay, okay. solely exempt. That's why the this that's why this case has been escalated to an attorney, right. which is Mr. Philip J. Collins, one of our partners in this law firm. So, uh, he is reviewing this. Okay, well, okay. I, why, what? Let's talk settlement then. What are you guys willing to do as far as a settlement so that we don't wind up in court? Because this man has been 
you know, not being able to get, a, you know, this I, money. I, I'm sure the attorneys were, will, will try to avoid that if it's to to the case where we are in the we obviously are in the right. But if it's if it's exempt funds, then there's there's some other issue here, sir. There's some other issue. M&T Bank, I mean, there must be some other issue. Okay, but they are basically on, on, on this document here, this writ of garnishment of property other than wages, they are uh, taking their – on their prerogative, they're, all, they're also um, attaching wages. And Well, no, no they're only attaching wages. They're just attaching That's bank. the only thing going into the account. Yeah, they're, exactly. They're only statutes, okay. not as wages. So what I'm saying is, is that my 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 friend Charles has not been able to get his money. He's a very poor man, okay, and he does help out a lot of people. So he could use that money to be able to help. So his sole source of income, Mr. Edwards, is from Maryland. He gets pension. That's I'm not going to answer. I'm not going to answer any of your. So you questions. want to answer that question? Okay, no, that's fine. I won't be answering hardly any of your questions. This is just to get get information from you and to inform you. That that the peaceful mediate the peaceful way to mediate a situation is to call somebody before you go to court. So I'm not I'm not threatening you. Okay. What I'm trying to do is avoid court. Okay. And and I want to get a, a, a peaceful settlement uh, to be able to make this man whole again because of this writ of garnishment. All right. So you're requesting that we that we release the garnishment. That's exactly what you want. That's all you want. That's exactly. You just want to release. And you don't want to work out any possibility. Once that account is released, assuming it goes in that direction, there's no how we how how would we resolve this debt? How is Mr. Reader going to resolve this debt going forward once his account is we, released? We we are going to do a debt payments. We are going to be doing a, a debt verification on the debt. Charles does not believe Mr. Edwards. He has made payments for three and a half years. There's no debt. At this point, debt validation would be inconsequential and unnecessary. Are you guys trained to, to, to be argumentative? He's made, he's made payments for three and a half years. Sure. So you're trying to say now all of a sudden he feels that the debt's not valid? Is what, that what you're saying? What, what, I'm I'm saying what, I'm, what I already said to you is that Charles does not understand any of this. All he pro I'm just going to make an assumption here, and I'll ask him because I'm going to call him about this stuff. And I'm going to say, with the courts. All right, then. What, All right, so what, I appreciate you calling. What did you say? I said his recourse is with the courts. So I do appreciate you calling. I guess we're we're finished now. So no, we're not finished because what I want to what, what I want to tell you is is I'm is, terminating the call, sir. We're done, Mr. Edwards. Twenty-five Thank bucks you. a month and. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.